Adam Mark, uh, Boyd, that's what it's been this whole time. Rossfire Unicorn, Sad Boy Mark on Spotify. Living good, man. What's cracking, man? Oh, not much. Just, uh, you know, just doing, just doing this. So we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. I was watching a video of uh, Tones and I. Okay. And she was doing that Dance Monkey song, right? This was this was before she blew up big, right? Okay. And there was so few people in front of her, and she was like in a mall, and people are just walking in front of her, not even caring. I, I'm sorry, who is Tones and I? She does that dance monkey, dance monkey, dance monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that doesn't do anything for me, to be uh, honest. Well, anyways, it doesn't matter who it is. She's she's not what's important. Okay. What's what's important is people, you know, I, I looked up the cost of like to go see her, like tickets. You know, people are paying like, you know, three hundred dollars for tickets. Get right? the fuck out of here. Yeah. Wow. So I mean she's she's pretty like a pretty big star. Okay. But people didn't care. Singing the exact same song that it's like a hit and people are going to see, people just didn't care and walked right by her. Right. There's like just a few people like, you know, get like in front of her, like, oh yeah, this is a good song. And it just made me start thinking like we love for somebody else to tell us what has value. I was just talking about that with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really have you ever not liked something and everybody in the room is just like you're crazy if you don't like this. You fucking suck. This is good music, you little bitch. And then you're like, right, let me really give it a real spin here. And then you're like, okay, it's growing on me. No, you got punked. That's what it is, too. Like, I feel like, you know, even like like my kids, like they were into Shopkins, right? And the mm-hmm. Shopkins was basically this little turd of a plot shaped like a donut, and they'd put eyes on it. <laughs> and you were and paying for that. Now, one of them would be pink. And it's like, okay, this is that great. But the exact same shape of a turd with eyes on it, but colored blue, they're like, oh, this is a super rare. This is an ultra rare. This is a legendary rare. And the company <laughs> would tell you what was rare or not. And the kids would be like, oh, this one's like, we're so lucky that we got them. <laughs> We have all the football cards the the newest version of somebody else telling us what's valuable is cryptocurrency i feel like oh collectibles and uh what things are it's getting it's hilarious it's laughable and like yeah listen to somebody tell you why something's valuable it's just like okay that's something you bought into but i don't give a fuck about that you know yeah like like the entire show of pawn stars is based on this this perceived value and it's just junk like you look in the pawn shop and you're like it's like every other pawn shop full of junk or antique roadshow why do you think that stuff is i mean look they have stories they have stories why antique roadshow this actually was from the 16th century french theatrical shut and then they tell you a whole story about this one thing um yeah i think it's uh i think it's pretty hilarious yeah, I mean, there's like I said, there's things that are valuable to me. Like I would think hold value, like a letters from people written in the 1600s. I'm like, those should be more valuable than you know, like a you know something else. I'm you know, I don't even know what to say. There's just things. A that pot. Just, yeah, like a pot or you know, you know something that they cook with. Like yeah, that gives you a little bit of a story. But like a letter from somebody is like wow. Even if it's like mundane you get to see how they talk different you get to see mm-hmm. what they what what their concerns were what they were worried about why they wrote the letter and i think those are cool but yeah we really like to be told something is valuable you know another thing i see is like like america's got talent or something or like you know like uh what was a big one um that was like singing. It was huge. Not the voice. The one before the voice. Uh, oh, Americans, Americans. Um, uh, not America's Got Talent. American, American Idol. Idol. Thank yes. you, man. That was, whew, that was rough to try to think of. Um, American Idol. Like, I just can't understand why we were always impressed when somebody can sing. It's like, of course, people are going to be able to sing well. There's 330 million of us, and you're putting 10 people on a show. There's way more people like than that. And we're always surprised when people can sing well. 
Right. It's like and like autumn like and it's weird like Okay, no no no, that's kind of impressive, bro. But, All right, that's a beauty. That's an art and that's a skill. Let's be no, real here. I'm not saying that it isn't. It's like when we were, but but it was like the look of somebody like when they first showed up and then everybody was like, "Oh, so happy once they found out they could sing." And it was just it's weird like it's like you that person didn't have value until they could sing. Um, it's, well, that is, I mean, we don't really see, I, 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 uh, and you're saying that's surprising or you're saying that that's a trick that you were not amazed by anymore, that that's the effect that it has on people. No, I'm, I'm saying that the, 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 we automatically have like these triggers for values. That's like, it. Uh, okay. Like, yes, like, we do. We do. Yeah. Like, so like, you know, as soon as they go on that mm-hmm. show, you know, obviously like, you know, that's what they're there for is to sing, but like. We should assume that everybody's like gonna sing well, but we're already like everyone. But like, some people okay. don't. Most people suck, though. Yeah, but once you get in that show for a while, like people shouldn't be as excited anymore. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's it's, why it's... people. That's why people only watch sometimes the first episodes, though. You know, yeah. that's why because you just seen this person go crazy at the in the beginning and like do something amazing. Look, I was good for like three times in a row. Picking the American Idols just from from watching the first episode, bro. I never told me by that. Oh, that's like your secret skill. <laughs> I, I I try to keep this low because I don't want the fans finding out. But, dude, I, I can uh... great at picking the American Idols, dude. I'm sick, dude. I picked the country singing dude. I picked uh uh well, was it Kelly Clarkson? And uh, I think. Uh, I forget who the other person that I picked, but definitely it was another person that I picked, and it was just like I'm not gonna say Ruben stuttered, but uh, just like I was able to pick that G right off the bat. I remember it, and you know they, it's crazy because you're going as we go, and I just look away. Remember you could text in and shit, dude. I, I got a text in the it's American Idol, bro. Give me a second. It used to be a thing, dude. That started with TRL. I remember when that was a huge thing. It's like call in to get your <laughs> your music play. on it. Like and it was funny because you're like we got to beat all these these uh, these people who are into NSYNC and Britney <laughs> Spears. We need our music on there. And it was like I don't even know if they really even cared if there was that number even did anything. Yeah, that could have went to something, and it's just sitting on the side. That's a burner phone sitting in a dusty ass drawer in MTV office somewhere. They're just collecting money off of that. Yep. And that <clears throat> and that's the thing too. Like I said, we love when value is told to us like i mean like for example like let's look at you know nike nike puts out a quality shoe is it worth the value that they put on there nike you puts out a, oh we're talking about goods now hey look man i don't know dudes i don't know man the price of a shoe the fact that it's made for like 18 cents or 18 dollars or whatever it's made for and then they put it on the market for that is insane. And, and I don't know what, you know? I, yes, I, that's exactly. Or like, what about Zevlin goods or Veblen goods, meaning like Birkin bags or uh, Cartier's, Cartier sunglasses or necklace. And these things are super duper exclusive and they only make 500 of that year, that season. And it's for $25,000 for this bag. Dude, we are obsessed with Finite. We Mm -hmm. love Finite. That's like like the one thing I can't get over NFT or non-fungible token. They're like, oh, there's only one of these on the internet. I was like, I can't get over it because I know copy and paste exists. So like you, you couldn't know, copy and paste it though. You couldn't copy and paste it because it's like a yeah. piece of. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The, the digital information. But you could copy and paste the picture. You're like it's not unique anymore. I get what you're saying. The fungible token is, but we're selling it like it's art. You get well, 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 well. Hey man, hey. I mean, there's only one Mona Lisa, and I, I think, and there's only like these couple of Van Goghs where you can really look at them in person and experience it. I think that is a thing. It's a thing. I mean, there is, look, a Van Gogh piece and, and like a Picasso and like a Basquiat. Those things are experiences when you look at them. It's a, it's a visual. And we yes. like to be told the value of other people. Like we like to say, oh, he's a good person. That person's good to go. This person's great. That person's shit. We give, we put the same values on people too. Yeah. Like we, yeah, we like to put value on everything. 
I mean, yeah, what is that? And like, how much do you decide is this one worth more than the other one? And uh, I guess we're gross for that, but also what is the value of anything really? And that's a conversation. I don't know. It's, it could be stupid or it could be great. Like, I guess it's about the emotion that it's able to do. And when I look closer at cars and these goods and things like that, I mean, they do do a cool, they, they, sometimes they do make you emote. And that's, that's something to be said, talked about, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying that things don't have value like music, like like, you know, a song that makes you feel good. Like there's yes. a, there's a lot of songs I put it on and I'm immediately happy. Yeah. Like how is like, you know, and, you know, I download or, you know, I stream it for free. It's it's nothing. It costs nothing for me and it makes me happy every single day. And that value, dude, like that's something about your yourself. It can't even you can't even replicate it, but yet I won't even pay for that. Right. Like if if they're like, hey, we're gonna charge you five cents for this song, I'd be like, nah, f it, I don't want that. That's too much. Right. It's so weird what we go like. You know, we'll always be like, what's well, too much for that? But not you know, and we won't even we won't even blink for the cost of something else. Like yeah, like Nike shoes. Like people are like you know, like oh, I can't afford you know, we can't afford rent but we can afford this or, you know, I can't buy my children these things that they want, but I can buy this. Yeah. Or the things that they need. Sometimes the thing, people are... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it gets real dirty. It gets real vile. I, um, you, know, you know what I found out? So I have a, you know, I have some in-laws that are, you know, from, you know, Arab uh, countries, right? Mm-hmm. I found out that they don't like American social media apps because in these impoverished nations where people aren't, eat, aren't even eating, they're clout chasing. Right. Mm. Dude, isn't that crazy? Like, it's like, you know, you're not going to be able to afford this. And you're out there chasing clout to be like Americans who are chasing clout. Who no one has what this is, you know, see, you know, chasing social media. Speaking of social, you, you did a great job. Social media is ruining the entire world, bro. <laughs> It's ruining the world. Uh, these, um, so I don't know if you heard about this. Like, there's been murders. There's been like murders on Snapchat in the UK. Have you heard anything about this? No, dude. Okay, in the UK right now, the teens, like 13 through 15, are like getting knives, having an obsession with knives, sh- showing themselves buying knives and doing like that. And then like, there's a thing where they, they violate each other. That's what it's called. And they like argue and beef. And then they run up on each other and record each other stabbing, stabbing each other with the knife, bro. Several people have died. Several people are going to, and there's like gangs that are getting built around like, you know, humiliation and or whatever. And then these other gangs, they tally it up. And there's a whole post. There's like a thing going around of who who's, who's killed and hurt each other more. Like there's a score being kept. Wow. And it's it's hard to stop because it's spread so fast. It's bringing, it's rewarded. So you do that, everyone's sharing it. It's going around at a rate, like in in about an hour, it'll get a hundred thousand views or something like that because of how everyone's eyes are on it. And it's so electrifying. You're telling me that basically not in the same sense, but drive-bys have been given a social media drive-bys knife buys because knife buys and they can't get guns (laughs) they can't get guns they can't get guns and they can't rap correctly and and which makes me feel hilarious which (laughs) (laughs) yes they do really weird things um they have tea times too but no i'm just saying but also like this whole thing about like oh hey like uh these people are there was this whole thing about roasting america about guns gun violence and people shooting up schools and it's like i don't think that it's a matter of america's gun laws i think that we're at a sick world and people and there's an anger within the youth really intensely and just overall in the world and like we're st- like high school you have to stay way more closer to people way longer and i think that it's way more personal people talk about your shoes people are petty and it's like that that's showing how ugly the world is. People are recording each other, calling each other Karens, and like all oh, this shit. The world is just ugly, and it's you can always put it into this other dimension. It's man, I don't know, man. Niggas is wild, bro. Niggas is crazy, bro. Can we say something though? Like people get mad. They're like, and I know some Karens that are wonderful people, but isn't that the most apt? 
name for something. Like nothing else has caught fire like Karen. That is like um, the perfect like. Well, I mean, I'm not saying nothing else. That that's that. I think nigga, 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 cat caught fire <laughs> for about a hundred years. <laughs> Damn it! Nigga, <laughs> nigga, still on a strong run. I say they had a had a good time. No, but <laughs> it was a good run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but oh, no, look, man. this is what I, I feel like it's a slur at this point. It's a slur, and I don't feel like you know when somebody. Yeah, do I think that it's made. <laughs> white women become more maybe aware of what their privileges and the type of things that they could be doing in public that they weren't and knowing that that's damaging maybe i I still don't think people understand privilege and the reason i don't think people understand privilege is because of the word trauma i know this is going to be like ridiculous where i'm going with this but like people were like oh i have this trauma i have that trauma i have this trauma and they're like i need to you know talk about my feelings it's like People in like third world countries don't talk about trauma or anything like the same way. Like they just like, yeah, my brother died in that. Or yeah, my father died there. And they're not like, oh, I can't get over that ever since. You know, like, you know, the way people say stuff Mm -hmm. in America, it's like, you don't realize the way you're saying it is because you really don't have much to complain about. Mm, okay, there's a little bit of that in that. I mean, just because some other place doesn't have the place to to stop it. I think that people's coping mechanisms, and that's kind of what you're talking about, and their time to sit still and actually deal with what they got going on is two different things. Like, just because mm. you, you really have no time to stop because you're in such a shitty situation all the time and your body just keeps you moving along doesn't mean that when you sit still, it's not all going to hit you, you know? But, but, I've talked to people that are, that are, that have seen gnarly shit in their lives. Right. And, they, and they're like living and, and functioning. But also, I don't sit alone with that person at night or I don't I don't have a relationship with them and I'm not their child. So you really don't know what kind of shit is happening really alone with them. So it's like hard to tell how things are fitting. And I think that America's finally maybe talking about things. I don't know if that's making us pussy for talking about our feelings, but man, I, I, I don't even know, because uh, like this is good. This is going to sound so messed up. So I was in Ramadi. Um years and years ago uh-huh. and we were with the iraqi army and one of the things like hey we got all of these toys to give to your children you know that way you know this is the thing you guys are coming out here we were trying to you know uh entice them give them rewards and compensation in, in addition to money right mm-hmm. and we brought soccer balls and barbies and talk about like things that you don't like we don't understand the value of something. These guys, their children had no toys, no toy. You know, Mattel's not coming in and trying to sell their stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, they got to yeah, make yeah. money. These grown men beat the shit out of each other for this. Like it was like we came in thinking, "Hey, this is gonna be a great thing. We'll get, everybody's get gonna get one." You know, but some guy has like you know four kids, so he you know he's over there like I need four, and he's fucking fighting, to like beating the crap out of each other for Barbies and soccer balls. Isn't that fucking like so? Like when we talk about like America, like we have trauma. We don't have that type of trauma. We don't have that type of lacking. So when I hear an American like talk about, because here's the thing: when someone says, "Oh, I have trauma," yeah, a lot of times you know it used to be correlated with people that had like rape or you know uh, molested or all of these crazy things that can happen in somebody's life. But we don't equate it to that. It's like. Ah, I had a bad day, you know, like, you know, it's like I had a Monday. Well, I had a lot of trauma. People are using it like it's that that word is losing value is all I'm saying. Um, I think you're right. I think it's correct. What what are we doing with it? I don't know. Um, That could be whack. Like just because someone screamed at you in a parking lot, you know, somewhere you got an argument, you know, and you have therapy. You know, that's different than somebody like trying to cross the border and fucking losing separation with their family, you know? Yes. Big that's difference. That. Big that's difference. Yeah, oh. there's, there's levels to the shit. By the way, another trend on TikTok that I did. So um, it's funny how like TikTok puts you in a lane. Like I don't want other people's like videos, but it makes me also super unaware of what's happening, right? Okay. So I, I got an email from the school. It's like, hey, there's some vandalism taking place. If you know, if you know, keep 
keep an eye on your kid's social media. If you see anything like that, you know, any sort of vandalism things, you know, happening, you know, speak up. So I was not expecting what was going to come from my children's mouth about this. Like when you, when you get an email that says vandalism, what are you thinking about? I mean, somebody drawing a dick on the wall or something or uh, paint, Bro. You know, anything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's me too. These little motherfuckers are doing like Shawshank Redemption fucking vandalism. They're like taking one bolt off the toilet at a time. They're stealing fucking sinks, doors, walls. Bro, they're stealing the stalls from the bathrooms. Just as a prank? Yeah, for, like for social media, for TikTok. That's, that is, I hate how hilarious that is. <laughs> you took a sink, bro. I know, like, I was like, oh. Hey, whoever, if gonna... sink is a joke, if sink is real, that dude deserves for his name, that, that dude deserves the legend. Dude, toilets. Like, Someone took they're... a toilet. Someone took a toilet. Dude, these, these kids are ocean elevening a fucking toilet. Yeah, that's, you are, you deserve something. You're a fire for that. You know what I'm saying? Dude, TikTok has become heist movies for these kids. They're creating their own heist movies. Yeah, I, I gotta say, like, look, if, if that was, it's so crazy that the, the that type of ingenuity and, and mind, you know, and, and like focus is spent on that because we could be doing a lot. To even to even think of that, you guys are taking this is a school's an institution. It's a building. There's security. There are people like watching, and you guys got a bed. Did they do it during the day? Oh, or, they do it. They do it during school. Yeah, they do it oh, during they're, school. They're on another level, dude. I like. I'm like, where do you even stash it? What happened like, with the water? Did they let the no, water run out? I don't know, man. You get like, like I said, this is like apparently it's a nap schools. That people are like, like I guess it's got like it progressed and kids just took it to a different level, but yeah, when I was like, you know, when my kids were telling me about that, like, yeah, they they took the stalls. Kids have to been taking stalls. Like their bathrooms are closed down. There's no like the the bathrooms are locked. Like, hey, you get you know, there's a couple bathrooms and like monitor. How do you keep the? How do you keep the? You know, they have they have security guards posted standing in the, at the bathroom now. Yeah. And there's a dude trying to walk out with a toilet in his pocket. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but yeah, like they were telling me how they how they did it. It's like yeah, they'll take one bolt at a time, and then like you know, fifth period, another kid goes and takes another bolt, so they can't really like you know, group Jeez, of friends. Uh, out, and, right? Yeah, and they're like making sure like, oh well, you know, we're gonna coordinate with this group of friends or you know these different people, so it doesn't look like it was just us doing it. Like, it's crazy. Or we're going to use a different bathroom in six periods so it doesn't look like, you know, like, oh, we're using whatever bathroom. So but, we're, we're going to be at a point where people are not going to be at public school too much longer. People are just not going to. So some kids, they, they've even said, it's been better that I haven't had to go back into school. You know, being able to be homeschooled has been great for me. Um, I, I, think, I, I, I think you're right, man. I think that teaching doesn't work for the way these kids learn now like we electronics introduced into their mindset has changed the way they learn and the way they do things being a teacher right now these kids these kids you're sitting there telling them and they're asking you like then why have i heard about the, 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 the you know saying the amount of information they're getting excuse me your team is that true you have to think about you're in a southern school and like some kid is like super liberal just growing up looking at tiktok and then they're like that's not what i heard they, they try and do that whole like Trying to do that whole indentured servant things. Some some slaves came over and chose to be indentured servants or some bullshit like that. You know, these kids have to be like, excuse me, I heard this. Or the other side, you know, a teacher that's in a at school and then there's another person hearing another side, a conservative theory, you know? Yeah, where like a teacher used to be a person of like a magnitude of knowledge yes. that you can learn from. And now in comparison to what you're seeing yes. in your own little nothing. echo you're chamber. Nothing. You're nothing. No, you have nothing. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it is, it is crazy. And that's like, uh, you know, Daniel was talking about, it. it's like, you know, he's like, you know, I'm getting kind of tired of people saying, you know, you know what I learned on TikTok? It's like, yeah, because it's, no one else has taught it to people. No yeah, one else is has it accurate? You. He's saying like, is it, is it something that's works sided? Is it, is it like actually real? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got to look it up and you got to investigate, but like certain things like, dude, like, like life hacks, just life hacks. 
like um that's a huge that's a huge thing yeah i i was like i i had i was like there's no way if i take off spray it on my yellowish uh lights is it gonna clear off i did it and i was like jesus christ i've been paying you know because i live in the desert Mm -hmm. that shit yellows at your your uh your lights I've been paying like 150 bucks between two vehicles every two to three years. And I just learned that a fucking $2 can off can clean off my, my car yellowing. <laughs> I, because it, it gets dangerous. That's valuable. I, I, That's super valuable. Yeah. And it's like this information is being given at such a rapid rate for free. It's like how, like, you know, like I said, every single time, you know, I may not have the correct information or people skew the information, but a lot of times, like, you, I always look to see if the creator posts the source document. Because a lot of times the people are like, hey, I got all this. And then the first line, they'll pin it to the top because the creator can do that. It's like, here's the documents I used. Read this before commenting. And it's like, dang, thank you. Like, like, it's like, yeah yeah and then sometimes though those comments though oh i love the comment section the comments is brilliant we're just talking about the internet man right now i mean it's, it's insane uh and uh like i guess we could talk about the it's just nuts it's nuts dude uh yeah no i get what you're saying because like yeah it, it it it's so encompassing everything of our lives the internet is just basically everything like every every or the source where everybody gets their information. Like, like who watches, like, do you know anybody who watches the news? Like, honestly, like, sits down, like, let me, there's a news program. I want to watch this. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think I know a single person under the age of 70 that watches the news anymore. Yeah. I mean, the news is social media, man. I mean, that really is what it is. We're getting this insane amount of social stuff that's happening all the time, every day. These videos. Did you see the crates? You saw the crates going around, people falling off of them and stuff? Oh, man, that was... that. So that was a moment, you know what I'm saying? It's the, just like, I, I think you, you sent me the one where, like, like the guy's like, he <laughs> he uh, he got hurt so bad he started singing R&B. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Oh, yes. my goodness, that video was fantastic. Uh, and one dude, like, I don't know if you listen to... Um, Jesus, it was Bone Thug the Harmony, and uh, some dude fell off. He was old, and it, it just switched to, and I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Thugs in harmony. It's just like, that's Uncle Charles falling off. Hello, <laughs> dude. Um, so that type of shit, yeah, it's always going to be a, have a special place in my heart. Uh, well, you know, I guess big and not big in the news, because most people, like I would say, maybe, maybe a little bit bigger in your circles, uh, Norm MacDonald. Yeah, past. Rest in peace. Yeah, dude. Um, talk about to me one of the most underrated comedians, actors, Saturday Night Live pers- personalities. He was great. Yeah, he was like those. Uh, he was like a, those basketball players that like always are performing amongst their peers greatly, and like always were steady and great, and never did any big hiccups or nothing like that. Just like stayed strong and was hilarious every time, and stayed played their role hard and was hilarious, and always did their thing. I just feel like uh, uh, a yeah. beast, you know? Yeah, I I love how he would take the pomp. Out of other people, like yes. the uh, like, uh, there was an interview he was doing one time with uh, Seinfeld, uh, you know, comedians of cars. Uh-huh. He's talking about Patton Oswalt <laughs> and talking about Bill Cosby, and he's like, you know, he's like, you know, he said that the that the worst thing was the hypocrisy of it, and he's like, but I think the worst thing in this whole situation was the rapings. <laughs> and I was just like, God, I love Norm Macdonald. Yeah. He just, he's like, he just sees through it. And that, by the way, like Dirty Work, one of my one of my best friends and I, mm-hmm. we used to watch that movie on loop. Wait, is that with Dave Chappelle? No, Dirty Work is with uh, Artie Lang. Mm. And man, that movie is ridiculous. He basically, he's like, hey, I'll prank people for you. 
but like you know there's one time where he's like he's like you know like uh there was like a, a husband oh within the movie there was like a husband and the wife's like ah, he's probably cheating on me he's like so i want you to do something so they went and hid fish all over this guy's house right mm-hmm. he didn't realize he was a mafia guy and then they go into the uh like you know, they're doing like him and another like group of like, you know, gangsters or whatever are doing a deal like, hey, it smells like fish in here. Like, is that code? Are you a cop? And then it's like a five minute scene of just Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang holding fishes. And it just like the 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 they're narrating how awful it is and what ways are dying. It's like, oh, I'm killing him with a chainsaw. Oh, no, he took my chainsaw, and now he's killing me. Oh, God. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> I loved it. I used to love it. I don't know. I always, I don't really ever care a lot about celebrity deaths because it's like, yeah, they're dying. You know what I'm saying? They're right. going to die. Like, But I didn't... This was one that actually impacted me a little bit. I was, for once, like, I feel like I'm such a cynic, like... But I thought I thought he was a treasure. No, he wasn't. He was definitely a treasure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Norm Macdonald, fucking rest in peace, man. Genius. Like, uh, who do you, who do you think is like an underrated comedian that's like, you know, getting up there in age and whatnot? Maybe not underrated. Maybe not underrated. Uh, okay, somebody that I. I mean, Paul Moody already passed. He was underrated. Nobody really knew that how fire he really was. Um, underrated, and that's getting up there in age. Uh, a lot so it of doesn't the, have to be underrated. You know, okay, you can just I, keep underrated. Yeah. Oh, that's just an underrated comedian. Yeah, just an underrated. Oh, Dion Cole for sure. Mm, uh, don't even know if I know that name. Oh man, dude! Like joke technician, joke specialist. And, you know, it's just he wrote for Conan for years. And it's just like the dude, a timing specialist, timing technician, just like has his very own style, writes these very simple things and just like hits and hits. And it's going to get you laughing just by being calm and kill hard. Dude, uh, I saw him live the other day and it was really nuts. He's really amazing. I'm going to have to take a take a listen to him. Dion Cole, man. Yeah, <clears throat> fine. Yeah, I, a few years ago, I would have said uh, Tom Segura. Okay. But uh, now he's blown up huge. I think Chad Daniels is still a little, like, not really known. And I think his comedy's fantastic. Did you know Rory Scoville? I don't know who that is. No. Oh, geez, dude. You'll know Rory Scoville. I'm going to just, you've heard the name. I would look him up if you want to, so you can be early on him. But yes, this dude's fucking amazing to the point where. I see there's a show called Supernova out here and like, you know, you can stand out there and watch like the biggest comedians get up amongst like comedians at my level too, which is kind of crazy. Um, but uh, they'll do, I'll watch like Damon Wayans was just there, you know? And then, oh, yeah. So I love, I love Damon Wayans as a comedian. Yes. Um, dude, his stuff, dude, his bit lifting weights still makes me laugh. So much. He did it in his show, but I still think his comi- his uh, his stand up about it was so much better. He's a beast, dude. So th- th- someone like Damon Wayans would be there, and then like, uh, and then someone like uh, Jesus Adam. Uh, I hate that I can't. Yeah, Adam uh, Andrew Santino, and then like Rory Scovel, right? So you'll see comics like they know they're going like two two three after them, and watching somebody crush super hard, and their behavior they become super focused because it's like. Like, I know I'm when I am about to go up, of course, I'm a little bit nervous. I know I'm going to do I know I have stuff that works, but how hard this person is killing. They may they someone can crush so hard that it's impossible to follow. You know, that's possible, dude. They put Bill Burr up too early or they put Chris Rock up too early and give him too much time. It's done. The days, you know what I'm saying? Like It's going to be like you have to go after that. You will bomb. They will dig a hole for you, and then you have to get, bro, to get laughed. It will expose you so hard, man. Oh, you're just a fucking idiot for like 10, 15 minutes and not and you can't even say anything to what these people just heard? You're going to do your set that sucks? Oh, bro. It just can be terrible. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of funny people out here, man, you know? Yeah, no, that, that's that's awesome. Like, I, like I, I've yet to ever go to a comedy show. Mm-hmm. I only get what, like, so, like, what I, what I see or I used to buy a lot of, uh, uh, 
like I want to call it underground, but like comedy CDs that were like not widely published. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like you know, like you could get them in like just different like places. Um, but yeah, they weren't like overall like produced, and you could tell like you could hear people talking over like the microphone when people are doing their bits, and it was I I liked it because it kind of gave you the feel of what it was like in there. Right. But yeah, those are pretty odd. Awesome. Not the over. I don't want like to say that you know this it's overproduced. It's done perfectly to get the quality, but you know, like actually hearing an audience laugh too long and like, you know, it's like two or three minutes and it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a lot different. Like you, they cut out a lot of that to keep it going. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like they know how to keep it, the show going. Oh, man. This is crazy art. That's a cool art. You know, music is also amazing, but just like, uh, it's just crazy watching people do their thing sometimes, man. Uh, can be intimidating. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time. So, oh, so I I heard something, um, the other day. So, and I was blown away by this. Did you know that? So, have you did you ever see the Disney movie Treasure Planet? Yes, I did. I found out that it was Disney's biggest flop, and it almost caused them to close down their animation studio. Holy shit! Yeah, I thought that movie was just one of the best. I think that is this is Pixar Disney. Pixar is uh kind of Disney, kind of not. Like they, so they their own studio. Uh-huh. But so they, so they, they were their own studio. Disney kind of funded them. I mean, like, and who works there? Yeah, I mean, who works with the teams? Yeah. But I guess I was saying, like, at that time, uh, Treasure Planet came out. I feel like what what I was watching because I was a kid at that time. Um, I think that they were, were they, like, was Pixar? You know, it was a competition or what was going on in the world that people didn't want to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, popular 2002. You had Scooby Doo, Treasure Planet, Big Fat Liar, Ice Age, Spirit. Snow Dogs, the Harry Potter, Master of Disguise, um, Home Alone 4, Lilo and Stitch, I mean, like, Wild Thornberry, Spy Kids 2, Charzan, I mean, like, dude, I, I would say they were smackers, Stuart Little 2, yo, 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 that was a crazy year. Um, yeah. But so, no, I think, I feel like every year, like, that. that's, that's a great point that you bring up, is, like, we look back and like oh yeah it should have been this but then you look at everything else that was there and it's like but, yeah they were they were drowned <laughs> yeah that was sometimes sometimes a movie isn't bad it was just put out in the wrong year bad year man it sucks so bad there's dude yes bellevue told me this he was like dude if you go look at like the oscar what movies came out and what oscars won for that year like like it's like the deep effect that happened uh, that a movie had that comes and steals everything. But there were so many other movies that were. Uh, what was that? That movie, Boy. They took. A- oh, do you know what I'm talking Sorry, about? I think you, you. I lost you for a second. Okay. What? What you said? Talking about the movie Boy. What there was happened? a there was a movie Boy that came out, and it, it like it, they they filmed the movie over eight years. And it was like uh, the dude from, it came out in 2010. I think it might've been that, but I don't think it was that. But dude, it came out and like, it, it, they aged eight years while filming this movie and it didn't win the Oscar. They spent eight years on it. Dude, that's, that's crazy. And that's, yeah. Ethan Hawke, it was 2014. It was boyhood. This boy, you watch this boy grow from like 12 years. It's the, oh, sorry. 12 years. They spent 12 years on it, dude. And Ethan Hawke is in it, Patricia Arquette. And they're like, you see the, the character, you see him grow up. And it's like during, they did it over the time where he's like, he doesn't, he's like, he grows up. So like, you're watching technology change. His parents get a divorce. His dad remarries. He sells the family. It's like all of this intense shit. And they didn't win. And I'm trying to see who won. Well, actually, they, they, they won, one person won in it. But I'm saying they future. You and you go disgusting, dude. Well, it's insane. I mean, <laughs> if you spent ten years on a movie and you didn't win an Oscar, it kind of tells you that maybe it wasn't a good movie to start with. It was a good movie <laughs> though, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm just saying, like, if you get most people get ten years to make a movie, they're gonna they're gonna make something that wins everything. No, no, no. Like, who won that year? Dallas Club. Ever seen that? Matthew McConaughey. Dude, okay. Oh, I mean, so so he won Best Actor. Then Best Picture was. Dude, dude, you're right. Okay, you see what I'm saying? The, I mean, I I see exactly what you're saying. Like the effects of those, those movies were heavier. Those you know? movies are just they're titans. Those are yes, titan movies. Exactly. Like a Wolf on Wall Street. Come on, Goodfellas. Yes. Uh, um, The Departed. Yes. Um, these movies come out and they just they eclipse other things. Everything and, up. Yeah. Yeah. I exactly. Feel, and you, the worst thing is like the worst thing is like watching a great movie, and then whatever you watch, like the next ten, they might even be pretty decent. But you're like, I don't even know. Like it's like it's like eating ice cream before dinner. You're like, no matter how good dinner is, you're like, mm, wasn't the ice cream? You know what I'm saying? Do you think Shawshank Redemption <laughs> should have won a should have won an Oscar? Okay, well, who are they going against? That's a loaded <laughs> question because uh, right now. Shawshank Redemption is one of the best movies ever made. It is. But but here's the here's the problem is is at the time a movie may have been better <laughs> but it was because it was better for the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yes, the effect like, it had like, on the time, yeah. Like let's look at Li- Nickelback and like Limp Biscuit. Were okay. they terrible? No, but at the time they felt like really good music. It just felt right for the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I listen to it, it's like, ugh, you know, you know, also I was, you know, like a, a sophomore through senior year of high school, so I didn't know any better. So I think as I get older, maybe sometimes, and that's the thing too, I think as we get older, a movie may become better to us. Because Schind- we're looking at Schind- Schindler's List one best picture. Oh, yeah, Schindler's List should have def- destroyed, it deserved to destroy Shawshank Redemption. That yeah. movie is far and above, that movie made me cry, dude. That when he's at the end and he's like, "Look at this ring." Oh, Sh- look at this. Got best best original screenplay got the piano. Best best director got Schindler's List. Um, best the, picture the piano. Schindler's List. Schindler's List was best best picture. The piano. I don't even know that movie. <laughs> when movies come like that, yeah, that happens like Grammys, dude. That year that Beck Beck came and like won a whole bunch of shit, and I didn't even know who that was. Yeah. Uh, like he's the guy that does loser right yes yes yeah i mean he has yeah not that great but then the worst is like sometimes like i said people hold different people with a higher value yes but you look over time you can see like oh that's that that that's that inflation of value that we're talking about earlier and something because it just feels like caprio won an oscar for revenant dude i'm sorry have you seen revenant um i Okay, this is a problem that I have. I watched half of the movie, and then I was like, I'm going to go back and watch half of it. The, I'll finish the other half, mm-hmm. and I never did. So I have watched half of it. So yeah. that, I, I feel terrible. Like I, But, you know, with kids and everything, sometimes it's like you can't finish a but movie. But you, you have seen, have you seen uh, uh, I mean, any of his other movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, I get what you're saying. Like, it's it's kind of like I've heard about this, where it's like it's a payout. He might yes. not have done the best in that movie, yes. but it's like, hey, it's his turn. It's his. He turn. deserves it. If yeah. we if he didn't get one, it was like okay, because there was a little moment where it was like, dude, I think these everyone was like award shows are trash. Like people were like starting to like, I don't even think I want to watch these. This is bullshit. They're racist. They don't give a fuck. You know, like there's no women winning. There's like all this shit that they were saying like for a while. And it was just like, Oscar, there was Oscar so white and like Oscar blah, blah, blah. Right. And then they just like, they, then they leaned back and had a, the most blackest Oscars I've ever seen in my life last year. It was just like. But the, it almost, doesn't it almost probably feel a little gross where it's like. Yes. Where it's like, we're just like, it's like. It's like somebody's like, here, take this this year. This one's yours. Just sh- and then, shut up. And no. then we're going to get back to whatever. Like, I've, it's like, I just hate that where it's like, okay, we're going to give this to you now. It doesn't feel good. No. Because it doesn't feel earned. Right. Even when they're like, the, you know, like, you know, stuff, stuff that should be like earned. Like, did the boys in the hood win or no? Man, you know they didn't win, bro. But I'll look. 
You know they didn't win. Dude, Boys in the Hood was great. You know, there's another one. I can't remember if it's as good as I remember, but it was called Fresh. Uh huh. Um, I've seen Fresh. I've seen Fresh. Okay. Boys in the Hood, NAACP, MTV Movie Award for Best New Filmmaker. That's those are the those are the things they won. Oh come on, those were (laughs) fucking great. Yeah. Okay, let's see what year that came out. See who did win. 1991, year I was born. Okay. Okay, let me ask you a question then. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, you know, obviously Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio was in that movie, Romeo and Juliet. But I think to me, still one of my favorite actors in the whole thing was John Leguizamo as Tybalt. Dude, he was Dances fucking... with Wolves. Now that's a fucking cut, bro. Dances with Wolves is fire. Was Shilly not Tatanka? Dude, now is the fact yeah. it's about a white man? That's a that's a damn. That's a, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dances with Wolves. You know what? I thought that that was The Last of the Mohicans, actually. That's what oh, I was thinking it was. Daniel Day-Lewis and Last of the Mohicans. That one was a great one. That's what uh, I thought. Still, Kevin Costner and Dances with Wolves. That's a solid movie. And I, don't think was, I, I don't think I've seen it. This is about the Civil War, obviously, huh? Yeah, it was. It, so, man, this came out when I was like 10, maybe. So it's a it's a solid movie. It is a solid movie. You wouldn't be you would not be disappointed. How was the 63rd? Academy Awards, bro. Damn. They're going to be at 100. Yeah. They're going to be but, at 100 soon. You Jesus. know, and that's that's the thing, too. Like, like people like, oh, they talk like, so like uh, Casablanca and people talk about movies like that. It's like, do you really think those are good? I mean, like, like really? Or okay, you just Gone like, with the Wind is fantastic. That movie is timeless and beautiful. Now, yes. Casablanca, that's not, but the fact that Gone with the Wind stands this time for what was going on in the, in the civil war and like yes. how rich and beautiful that story is that I, I can't i'm black and i'm still like you know they made a cut here even though there's an obvious mammy here right yeah well that's the thing too like here's the other thing that i feel like i the, okay this is gonna sound crazy to me but getting rid of things like mammies uh talking about slavery showing how you know black people were treated in you know the 1800s in the west and all these different things like like well let's eliminate all that bad but you're eliminating an entire culture that existed i feel like like that making making writing a story where that the dude is a triumphant person and just glorifying that and not 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 having any other stories going around when there are other badass stories that's the issue i'm not saying go get away with go just do away with the whole time but there's other angles to it you know what i'm saying and that's the other thing too like you know like like with them getting rid of like stereotypes right and i and Uh i hate to say this like like aunt jemima uncle Mm -hmm. ben you walk down a, a super mile, uh, a supermarket aisle. Now you just see white faces. Yeah, maybe, yeah, okay, yes. I mean, th- there can be black. There can be black serial people that aren't like that. Isn't an elevator conductor though? See what yeah, That's yeah, possible. No, I, I, I get that. <laughs> okay, but but the thing about it is, let's think about the time of when you know, like when things were created. Now, I'm not defending, you know, a stereotype, but. You know, like, like the reason it was there is because who were primarily the cooks making the bomb ass food? You know what I'm saying? It was a. I'm not saying it's a compliment. I'm. I can't say that. But you get what I'm saying. Man, this is a complicated thing, and I get what you're saying. Yes, getting rid of it now. Yeah. You kind of get rid of the history, maybe, but also like, okay, but did did that do get paid? The the Antrimima family are they the Atlanta Lakes? Is it a Native American family that's getting that money? No, dude. That's. yeah, I mean, then there's some of them that are clearly terrible, like the Cleveland Indians and the Washington Redskins. Like, come on, that's fucked up. Bro. Come on, those were terrible. Yes, there was no culture. Or you know what? Here, here, here's the question. How about? I mean, like, not asking. I guess asking permission is difficult, especially in this climate. But just be like, hey, let's let's do like a a contest google does a contest every year where they're like hey design the google thing like let's see if uh you know marketers uh you know of like you know of the particular race can create something that people would be happy with you know what i'm saying yeah uh yeah because here's the other thing too like i feel like this is something that 
you know, like, like for example, Tapatio, uh, they you're like, Hey, this is racist. And the people that came back, they're from Mexico. They're like, it's not racist. You need to stop that, that whole line of uh, thinking, because this is our people. This is our culture. You know, so it was kind of interesting, like that they try like to go people, after that. People were trying to call Tapatio racist. Yeah. Wait, because there's a lady on there, or because it's the uh, name of it? No, no, no. You're thinking Cholula. Then what is na- na- now? You're racist. That so, <laughs> uh, but to that point, it was an okay conversation. You got racist on my hot sauces. Okay, what is even on the bottle of Tapatio? Tapatio is a, a dude with a mustache and a some uh, sombrero. Tapatio, oh man, Tapatio T-shirt, dude. Yeah, uh, so good. And they're saying that this is a caricature that's racist. This guy, yes, and it was designed by a Mexican company, and it was used like people who live there. It was like their their culture, and like that's racist. It's like no, we need to stop thinking something stereotype when it comes from a culture. I mean, yeah, people don't know what's damaging or what's not. People don't just know. Like some cultures totally own that. Like what that represents to us. Is something good that's actually yes. culture, but what that represents to you, well, maybe you should check out why you don't like it, you know? Yes, exactly. Like, you know, for example, like, you know, Mexicans like doing, doing like, you know, uh, oh, what are they called? The, the Halloween thing. God, I can't, why am I thinking? But with like the skulls, you know what I'm saying? The painting and all that. When people like paint their faces like a sugar skull, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's not culture appropriation. It's like, to me, there's something of like, you know, applauding a culture and adding your own thing to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like it's, it's wrong. Now, when used to mock a culture, that's when it's concerning. Yeah. When do these things become damaging? I think that's what everybody needs to ask, you know? Yes. Hey, Is it damaging? If yeah. it's, a, if it's, if it makes you uncomfortable, that's not damaging. What if there was like a, a team, a team or a, 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 a show called the Nigga Mans, but they were like super dope, amazing people to look up to. They just had a Ooh. fucked up name. Wasn't that in the uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle? Did he have a skit like that? It's like my favorite people. He was like the old timey like milkman. Oh, yes. yes. Niggas, the niggas. Yes. The niggas. yes. That was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm just saying, like, there's certain, like, I don't think that word is repairable. Uh, much like the, the swastika, it used to mean something else, but it's hit a point where that's, you know, we're not going to change what that, that has become. It's, right. it's, it's, it's irredeemable. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think that's pretty, pretty interesting, though. That's funny. Oh, man. Dave Chappelle, though. That's another one that, like, I don't think his show won enough awards. They were. I mean, like, the streets, the streets, the streets gave him an award. He's the people's champ, you know, so it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, dude, he that show was the cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And, like, and you it, know what? You think about who was on, who was in the writing room there and where they are now. Like, of course it was. Like, it wasn't. Chappelle got a lot of credit, but I think we'll see over time as these comedians go on and are hilarious. How, how, what really made that show? You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah, I mean, Chappelle, you know, one of the greatest, but you're right. He surround, I think the thing is, he wasn't afraid to surround himself with funnier people or just as funny people. people. than him, yes. Yeah. Without Donnell, without Neil, without Bill Burr, that we don't have fucking the Chappelle show, you know? You know, and one of the, the, my favorite things that came up from that was Key and Peele. Mm. Dude, and I know people. I know there's some controversy. Like I, co- they copied Chappelle, but they. I think at this point, I they just, carried I, it out. I they did it justice. They did the skit show justice. Did you ever watch the inner city Harry Potter school one? No. Oh my goodness, that's one of the best skits I've ever seen. It was like Partha Parthaclaw or something like that. Mm. Uh, Corvo or something like that. High school. It's like inner city. It's like, uh, you know, uh, they're like, they're like, why are you putting a silencer on a wand? It's not going to do anything. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's playing the stereotypes. And man, I just think that show is just ready to go down. 
And uh, we needed we needed Ken Bill too. Ken Bill was fucking fantastic in this new age. You could say they stole his shit, but it's not like they weren't really great on Mad TV. Some people say that they ruined Mad TV. Actually, N- well. Some people say Key and Peel ruined Mad TV, bro. How, why do they say that? Because now, they were Jordan. Now Bobby Lee, who was there for eight years, said he loves he loved uh, Jordan Peel. He never said anything about Michael Key, right? So I'm gonna just let you see what that is. You know, decide on what that is. But I think that they made it more uh, like they had. Okay, how do I say this? Okay. On Mad TV, Step On, you started laughing because you already love the characters. So Miss Swan, Stewart, you know what I'm saying? Any of those characters that just on as soon as they're on there, you're already laughing because you already know some stupid shit about to happen, right? Well, I feel like they had that whole nut the letto thing, right? Whole nut the letto back and forth. And I just feel like they yeah. became these like super repetitive dudes in there more than Yes. And, so mm-hmm. and I think and that's like, I feel like that's a problem with audiences. Okay. What do you mean by that? Because they because, like it a lot. Yeah. Like, certain things are like, oh, we love this. We start talking about uh-huh. this. We start talking about uh-huh. this. And they do the exact same thing. Then they like, just, like, give it to them, shove them down their throat. They're loving it. I think I think it's it's audiences. Sometimes audiences are like, hey, you know, we want to do that. You know, we want this. We want this. We want this. And it's like, the audience is a mob. They, they, don't, a mob. Know, they wow. don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. Because you, it's like it's like kids with sh- with with candy. Yes, like they dude. beg for it, beg for it, beg for it, and they're gonna be sick. Yes, it's like you you need to not cater to the audience because they're stupid. Mm-hmm. So and you know and like I'm the audience, you know what I'm saying? And I know sometimes like oh like I'd love more of this, and but in the reality, it's like thank you for taking a different direction mm-hmm. because I shouldn't want the same thing over and over and over again. I should want different stories, different things. And it's not funny. That was, you know, I'd, I'd hate, I hated a little bit of like when there was like a, you know, kind of a catchphrase thing type, you know, like Saturday Night Live with David Spade. Mm-hmm. People like really love the characters, but they, they died really quickly because they got old quick, like hearing mm-hmm. all the time, like when uh, David Spade would do the, okay, bye-bye. Bye bye. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, Rob yeah. Schneider was doing the making cuppies. Yes, like, yes. Ep- week after week, it was the same characters doing the same things, and it's like that's not why we watch a uh, a skit show. We watch it for the variety. You know what I'm saying? Man, man, sketch shows are fucking brilliant, man. The way you can make everyone laugh at that dude, they're so good. Hearing Bobby Lee talk about that and bring comedy. He brought Will Sasso on, man. But I can show, you can tell who he was not cool with, you know, because they don't come on the show. Oh, yeah. So, I, well, I don't know who he wasn't cool with because I don't really listen to, I haven't really been watching uh, oh, Tiger Belly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. I, yeah, I, I talk I, about I, here. But you can if you want to. Like uh, with the two bears with Tom Segura and uh, Bert Kreischer. Yes. Right? Yeah. I know it sounds really bad, but I like when Bert's not on the show and Tom's with somebody else. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, uh, Bert Price is a really nice guy, man. He, he, he seems like a great person, but it's like, I don't know. It's like every single time, it's like, let me tell you how drunk and silly I was here or how I made an, it's kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm, but not as funny. Dude, Curb Your Enthusiasm is a fucking shit, man. Dude, Kirby enthusiast. That's like I don't think Seinfeld. Like if you take Seinfeld's every... whack without Larry David. Come on, man. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, well, first take... of all, most of the Seinfeld shit he was going through was Larry David situations. Yes. Now that we know, yes. Now that we now that you have Kirby enthusiasm, you're like, oh, and it's even better. Yeah, than dude. what Seinfeld was. It's of today's time. He's dealing with situations that we're going through, and he's like way more neurotic. And dude, I. Yo, I've gotten an argument. I got an argument the other day because I like agreed with him on something. And he might have been being an asshole, but it's like, who else is gonna say that? You have to say that shit out loud. And he's just rich enough to be like, actually, I I I don't like that shit, you know? He can I, say it out I, loud. I love that he does that. And I also love that he he brings the brilliance out of the mundane. He's like, fuck, mm-hmm. I spilled something on my shirt. Mm-hmm. Can I borrow your shirt? And it's like, why do you need to borrow my shirt? Like, because I'm going on an interview and you're not. Just let me borrow your shirt. And like, it becomes this whole scene. It's like, 
Yes, these are real situations that occur. You have a and, wobbly table at a coffee shop, and it's like and cold coffee. You're like, hey man, there's a wobbly table here and cold coffee. This is you're doing a bad job here. I'm just telling you, that, like some people may not want to come back here. And they're like, yeah. hey, don't don't fucking tell me that. Now you get mad, you get kicked out. I'm just telling you, fix this wobbly table, bro. Dude, it's- Larry David's show is the conversations that people have through clenched teeth. Yes. Like it's like the the conversations that they don't want to say except to certain people. Like, hey, don't do this. You know, like or the like. You know, you don't really say the words out loud. You t- like you you whisper. Every pet lot. peeve ever. Everything. I mean, they couldn't all be him. He just made himself be the worst guy ever, and I think he's genius for it. I think he's just like give him to me. I don't care. I'll be a fucking asshole. I don't care. I'm rich. Who cares? People love this. They're not gonna stop watching. You can't. Dude. Oh yeah, or it like you know he has a, the scene where it's like, oh my fucking pants bunched up. It looks like a boner. Oh, this yes. is terrible. Yeah, like. God, it's just, it's so good. Like, and yeah, he takes it to the extreme. He oh, takes he it to it too far. He takes it to an unrealistic place, but you enjoy it because he starts off from something real. And <laughs> he takes our own, like our own little problems and he puts them out there and is like, and it's like, yeah, this is something. Well, this like, what get, would happen if you kept it real. <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong. Yes. Yes. Or right. Sometimes he wins, dude. Sometimes he wins. So. Like, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I and I, yeah, I definitely think was like And when he wins, everybody's hurt. If he wins, people are so pissed and sad, but he wins, but like it's this man. Like Larry David is a type of person when he passes away, he will be like not like to me. He's like, "Oh, he's a celebrity. I feel, you know, like he's he's like a Norm Macdonald to me." When he goes, it's like we lost something that our culture needs. Oh, knock on yes. I don't yeah. want to name other people that are yeah. like that because it makes me already feel. I don't want to put that in the universe, but yes, no, he is one yeah, of those people. You're, you're right. You're right, and that's I. I don't like saying stuff like that, but like that's the type of person that Norm Macdonald was, and it's there's too few of those people. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that have like these huge like auras, but they're not real. They're they're it's like you know they're like a bubble. As soon as it pops, it's over. But like they're. Re- they're genuine auras of just, right. yeah, they're funny, but they're real people still. Like, you know, they're not being this other thing. They're not being a character. They're That's who they are. And I, I, I love that. I love that, like, about Larry David, Norm MacDonald. But some of that shit, you got to get to your 50s to, for people to really recognize that and see you for who you are, you know? And I hate that part. Some people see it in their 40s, but, you know, like, once dudes are old, it's like, you really fucking have been this person this whole time. I love you, man. Like Bill Murray, you know. What What do you mean? Like well, about I, oh, just like, that Bill Murray is such a like something that we love forever, yes. you know. And that's the other thing. It is the lack of pretentiousness to it. It is that. I love the fact that he's just like, I know what I am, and I know how important I, you know, like just me saying like crashing your party, like no, 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 you guys have fun. I'll wash dishes. Like I'm not a person that you know like. That will is unafraid to wash your dishes and leave. I'm a fucking boogeyman, but in the opposite and better. You know what I'm saying? Like I popped up, washed dishes, and left, dude. Like I make a story that no one will believe you when you say it. Dude, you probably was, hugged everyone and then left, man. Have you watched that documentary about like the that one time Bill Murray? Yes, yes. I oh did see my that. goodness, isn't that like? like hearing these stories like i heard from a guy that bill murray just showed up to like this bachelor party and like gave like the bachelor speech and all this stuff and it's like yeah these he does it and he, if you call him he might show up i've heard that he's like an enigma like they say like, like he's if you call like you know he has a line or whatever but he, if you call he might pop in where are you what are you doing but he makes himself an unavailable enough where he can be available there's some I, unavailable other stuff where he can be available for these weird other things. It's really by great. The, by the way, one of the most fantastic movies that I don't think gets enough credit, Kingpin, Woody Harrelson, Bill Murray. That movie was ahead of its time. I don't yeah. have you, dude, I don't that one know is, if I've seen it. I don't know if I've seen it. Oh my goodness. It is. It's. But that it's, click. That click, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, uh, Woody Harrelson, Bill Murray, uh, you know, the people that are the, of that 
that whole world um people that are uh what is it Wes Anderson click too like you know they're those people are uh Owen Wilson it's a fire click dude and they make insane movies man uh all that shit is always like what it, it, the, the cinematography is always the same the the joking is good the acting's always nuts the writing is it's like that is there that little click there bro oh Oh, it's like burn after reading, all that type of shit. Um, you know, all, I just feel like hit after hit after hit. We've just seen really artsy, really dope shit. You ever seen Men Who Stare at Goats? Yes, I have. Uh, that's with, uh, I don't want to say Jeff Daniels. It's not him. Um, this, the same, Obi-Wan is in it, whatever. You, yes. Ewan McGregor. Yes. Uh, and it's so funny because it's like, you know, this is something that we Aaron we, McGregor, we, Jeff we, Bridges, we, Kevin Spacey, uh, George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. We we always like in all these movies, like like in Hellboy, it's like oh, the Nazis were seeking the occult in this, and the Nazis were looking into like witchcraft, and it's like yeah, they were. But guess who else was doing it? We were doing that shit. American, the CIA uh, is just obsessed with unexplainable things and mm-hmm. seeing if they can take it and use it. Right, like we are j- just as obsessed about the occult. Right, our government I agree. is so obsessed with the occult; it's crazy. So I think I think like with all these governments, like with like any edge, like all right, we got all the science guys working on this stuff. We got all these people. All right, let's bring in the astrologists. Right. How can we? <laughs> all right, based on the moon sequence, how can we win this war? It's like cra- whatever we whatever edge. Right. Yeah, so it's funny, but yeah, I th- definitely think though. Yeah, th- those. It's just weird how we look in this stuff. It's true, but dude, I gotta get skedaddling, man. No, man, I I understand, and it was it definitely was good talking to. You. I wish, uh, hopefully, uh, Danny stops being a broke bitch and uh, makes it on these next couple of times because I really would like all of us to be together. With headphones yeah. and service, and do one of these just straight out because this was, you know, uh, it was it was fun though. It was solid. Yeah. So, <clears throat> all right. Well then, thank you for joining us for another week of redeeming qualities. Uh, just thanks for listening. Word. All right. Later. Peace, man.